Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of Make Things Make Sense. Today, we make sense of productivity in this crazy, distracting, busy thing we call life. Did you know that on average, each person is distracted between 50 to 60 times a day, and we spend hours of our day trying to regain focus? COVID, of course, was a major disruption to our routine and structure. It also created a lot of extra guilt or stress, especially for managers and CEOs. I often find myself speaking to similar people in this position. I, I go to a Vistage group um, where I'm, I'm lucky to be with 12 other amazing CEOs. And we're all consistently talking about this guilt, this guilt you have about when you're not working, have you worked enough, is family life getting in the way, is, is, is what's happening, like what, where does this guilt come from? And I think it really comes down to one question of, was I truly productive today? How much value did I, did I give out today? And I don't think it's time or effort based. So today we're gonna discuss tactics that Josh and I have personally implemented in order to regain focus, to reduce guilt, and increase our productivity. Josh, I'm gonna jump in and ask you a question. Do you feel that guilt? It's so funny that you, you, you mentioned that because just yesterday, I was sat at my laptop, it was about 10 p.m. at night, and I'm like, I need to do work, I need to do work. And as I just looked at my laptop, looked at my keyboard, opened various different documents and emails, I just didn't really need to do anything actually that pressing at that moment, but I just felt that guilt that I hadn't worked enough, that I had to do something. So yeah, I relate with that. It's uh, it's not the most beautiful of feelings, but yeah, it's a real, it's a real thing. Yeah, I, I would say for myself, I struggled with it all the way up until I think this year. And then I really did a lot of sort of, you know, got coached on how to get over it and, and measure the value that I'm delivering to the business rather than the amount of hours. Um, and so like today, I went to visit my grandmother during the day, which I've never done before, but she's moved to retirement home and that I didn't feel guilty about it at all. I would have felt guilty if I didn't go and sat here and, and just did like emails, which I can do later on today. So it's, it's, it's interesting. And I really think it's because you and I work so hard on optimizing our productivity. Yeah, it really does come down to focus, productivity, and getting the most out of your time rather than doing long time. And I've, I've felt that um, over the last year, I felt great many times about the work I did. And just yesterday, I, I, I went back into that place of like, I need to do more. Um, and I, I probably would put that down to not having the most productive of days. I had a lot of distractions. And what's quite shocking is once being interrupted, the average person needs around 25 minutes to regain their full focus on the task they were working on. Think about how that tallies up across a day of interruptions. And this is where really focus and productivity is absolutely paramount. So across today's podcast, we're going to be sharing some of our personal ways, how we improve our focus and productivity through both our work life and our personal life. And then we'll be going into some research around the topic too. Today, we're going to share what we've been taught, what works for us and, and the way they've explained it to us, hopefully as best as we can. So you can take some of that insight and apply it to your own lives. So Josh, what have you learned that you're excited to share? One of the coolest techniques that I've implemented to uh, increase my focus and productivity is called the Pomodoro Sprint. I learned this with one of my coaches around a year ago. 
It was actually created by an entrepreneur called Francesco Cirillo. And this technique, it's been around since the late 80s. It's where you uh, focus on a task for 25 minutes at a time, and then you take a five-minute break. Now, every Monday morning, I do a double Pomodoro sprint. So I do two Pomodoros back-to-back. The reason it's called Pomodoro is actually quite funny. When he created this concept, he actually used a a timer device in the kitchen that looked like a tomato. And Pomodoro is the Italian word for tomato. This technique encourages you to really focus um, on the time you have rather than working against time. So I've got 25 minutes, I need to accomplish this task. Another thing I do is I really try to concentrate on one task at a time. Having ADHD, that becomes even more challenging, but I've done some work as well on that topic, which allows me to be more focused for longer periods of time. The more present you are and the more immersive you are in the task you're aiming to complete, the more productive and streamlined that will be. I'm sure we've all been in a situation where we're doing 10 things at once and we're distracted by this phone call, that email, that instant message, this needs to go out, this is urgent. Really try and concentrate and focus on one thing at a time. Be present in that moment and dedicate your full attention to it. I also use my calendar relentlessly. So I put tasks into the calendar that absolutely need to get done. And a cheeky technique I use is I book meetings before I'm really fully prepared for them. This works for me because I work incredibly well under pressure. A tight deadline excites me, it motivates me. I'm not scared to put in the grind, burn the midnight oil. But if I don't have a a date when something is due, I, I struggle to really tackle it and get it done. So uh, there's been many times where I have, I will say, um, when can we meet so I can present to you this cool pitch? It's not actually ready, but I know if I book the meeting for Tuesday at 2 p.m., by Tuesday 2 p.m., it will be ready, it will be awesome, and I'll absolutely smash it. So that's how I make things happen. One of my favorites, most simple probably, um, productivity tricks is to use a to-do list and to actually cross things off that list as they get done. So gratifying and so rewarding to scratch things off the list. And um, a tip that perhaps is not expected and a bit out of the ordinary is, I would really recommend if you feel like you have too much going on, on too much on your plate, to hire a personal assistant or a VA. Uh, or an executive assistant who can work alongside you to really safeguard your focus and your time and take some of the heavy lifting, sort out booking your meetings, uh, organizing your emails, and just helping you share the load. This has proved to be a phenomenal uh, benefit to my focus and my productivity. So those are the tips that I've learned, tried and tested, and I can say for me, they definitely work. I've definitely watched you implement all of those, and I can vouch that Josh's tips 100% do work. I tackle my productivity a bit differently. I think my first number one tip is all about self-awareness. So you need to start off by knowing yourself, being able to analyze yourself. Luckily, there's many tools like Carl Jung's archetypes, disk profiles, giant, Myers-Briggs, any of those is, is a great starting point. It's also really handy to know whether you're a night owl or an early bird. And I think starting off with knowing yourself is going to give you the best baseline to build out the next steps of your productivity. My main technique, the one thing I really want to share with you is calendar mastery. 
Josh also touched on this, but I literally live and breathe by my calendar. So the first off is building a routine for yourself. In a previous podcast, we've spoken about morning routines. I have that in. It's in my calendar. Morning routine, Tuesdays and Thursdays, it's different, but that is actually in there. I then suggest using the 80-20 rule for your routine. So for example, schedule 20% of your time doing things that provide 80% of the value that you deliver. And then schedule 80% of your time, right, your work time, and leave 20% free for curveballs. So that gives you about an hour and a half free per day because they're always going to come, so you better be prepared for them. Using, I use calendars to manage my tasks. So if I need to do something, I'll take it out of ClickUp or project management tool and actually schedule it into my Google calendar of when I'm going to do that task. And which means I start using my calendar like Lego. It's always as full as it can be. And I move things around. If I did something I wasn't expecting to do, I put that into the calendar. So I can always look back over the week and go, that's actually what I did because my memory is not so very good. I stick to time limits on meetings. I'm always exactly on time or somehow early for a meeting, especially if it's online. My trick is I just open both meetings at once. So I finish one and start one, but I'm never late for online meetings in that manner. And I never let a meeting run over. If it's finished, it's finished. Tell everyone to schedule the next one or I'll just leave it. And the last part of calendar mastery would be using Calendly or any other tool where If someone wants to book a meeting with me, I really don't care about their free time. I just don't. So give them a link where they can book into the times that suit me that are free and they can book into it. I don't want to email back and forth over time zones, etc. about who's free when. Just here's the link and in my routine, in my calendar, I have scheduled times for when people can book meetings with me. So I'm also prepared for that. Calendly is just such a powerful tool for, not only does it make it, real-time integrated with your actual calendar for your availability but it also helps you to be more productive by eliminating that fluffer chat jibber of how are these options 4 p.m on tuesday the 19th 5 p.m on wednesday the 20th or 3 30 p.m on and it's like oh my goodness it's such a lot of work chances are by the time they respond one of those slots has been booked up and all of that uh, is a thing of the past for you and me and anyone using this powerful tool uh, or similar. So I can't uh, agree more that it not only helps you have less stress, but also makes you more productive by freeing up all that wasted time. 100%. I actually have, by mistake, two tools that are very similar. So there's Calendly and then there's Motion. And what Motion does, and it's another trick of mine to stay productive and on time for things, is it is synced up just like Canon, but it gives me um, really big glaring notifications of when my next meeting is starting. Five minutes before, two minutes before, and one minute before. The next I'm going to talk about is, is communication. So in terms of being productive in communication, always set and manage your expectations clearly in whatever it is you're going to communicate. So one example of that is start each meeting with a clear agenda or an issue to solve. Uh, I don't really accept meetings where it's like, oh, what are we talking about? And nobody can tell me what we're talking about before going into this meeting. It's just a meeting about marketing. That's pointless. So I don't suggest you do that. Secondly is don't have meetings where you share information. Share the information before. So if you're talking about your sales and marketing report, send out the report beforehand, have everyone read through it, and then come to the meeting, skim through, and work on, okay, what can we do better? Going into a meeting for an hour where someone reads through something you could have read on yourself in 10 minutes is really not productive. But using that time to define the issues, what could be better, how can we all improve, that's really useful. 
Next is what I call playing tennis with emails. Um, so one thing you should know is we've 99% banned all internal emails. We use Slack for all internal communication. Of course, if someone sends like an insurance quote and I need to forward that, I'm going to do that. But outside of that, all communication is in its direct Slack channels. When it comes to dealing with third parties, it's really easy to sometimes get stuck on, oh, I need to answer this email. How am I going to do it? They're asking for so much. Sometimes you can just ask one question, send it back like a clarifying question. And that now buys you a full extra 24 hours to then sit, think about the answer of their big email and then get working on it. So that helps. Also, we used to have this amazing tool, but it's now banned in Europe. It was called Unroll or something like that, where it would unsubscribe you from any random crap that you've signed up to. So I personally mix and match my work and, and personal emails all the time. And using, I mean, just going through and now Gmail offers it through, just unsubscribe everything that is not really work-related. So you're not dealing with 300 emails in your inbox in the morning with 200 of them are rubbish. You just focus on, on the 100 of them. Or you can ask your assistant to do that if you have one. Yeah, I, I don't play so nice with others. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't like his people in my emails, but, but yeah, Josh has done that really well. My, my executive assistant for me only leaves in my inbox emails I need to action. So the secret is sometimes she actions them on my behalf if she feels confident to do so. And if it's not something that actually needs my attention, it's archived. So all spam, all um, sort of desperate blanketed approach sales emails, that all gets uh, cleaned up for me. So when I come into my inbox, it's just what I actually need to really focus on. That's awesome. The next is for productivity is focusing on your unique ability. It's really easy, especially when you have a blanket title like CEO or general manager to be like, what the hell is my actual job? You know, what, what am I doing here? Because there's just so many things that get lumped on you. So we really suggest practicing exercises such as delegate and elevate, and that's part of EOS, but you can research it and, and do it yourselves as standalone, where you work with your team. We run this every 12 weeks with, with each individual, so every three months, where we make sure everyone is focusing on their unique ability, and hopefully their unique ability is matched up really nicely with what their job role is, and anything that's pulling them away from that, we strive to get rid of. We also use project management tools to delegate tasks as clearly as possible. And I know that sounds obvious, but what you really want to do is get used to using those project management tools and hold yourself accountable to delegating tasks in the most described, best described manner. So if you're a CEO and you're up late at night and you're thinking, you're feeling guilt and you want to be productive, but you can't message your team, you could go to your project management tool and really just lay out, this is how a task should be done. And in the half hour you spend setting it up could mean you're going to save yourself two hours the next day from doing it. Josh and I also have our, our Monday same page meetings, and I'm going to let him tell you a bit about how he orchestrated it to work for him and me. Yeah, this is a very powerful meeting where we actually prioritize the most important issues that need solving. So we have a, a list, a live real-time dynamic list of all issues. And every Monday at 6 p.m., for those interested, we sit together and we prioritize that list in order of importance and then get through the whole list until we've sort of touched base on all issues and either solve them or have a next step plan to solve them. What Alex is referring to is the way I orchestrated this to be in my easy zone is I use Notes, Apple Notes, which is connected on my iPhone, my iPad, my MacBook Pro, and we have a shared note 
which uses a really cool bullet list function where you can tap the bullet bullet list and it marks itself as done. It crosses itself off, going back into productivity, crossing off from that list. And Alex and I can both edit this shared uh, issues list or the topic list from any of our devices anywhere at any time. So that's a beautiful way of keeping things streamlined and connected. And for me, it's the easiest way to stay on top of things. And for Android users, I guess you got Google Keep. But yeah, so it's that simple. We have all this fancy technology that I'm always talking about and the crazy concepts, etc. blah, blah, blah. But really what it comes down to is one of our most powerful meetings that solves all of our issues is shared Apple Notes with some basic bullet points that we then discuss. I guess it's important to state at this point that the different strategies will work differently for different people. There is no blanket universal approach of do this and you will be more productive and you will have more focus because we're all different in what ticks us and in the way uh, our brains function. So it's, it's, this is testimony of that where for me the most simple approach is the one that works the best. In, in my focus and productivity in this in this topic. And what works for you might be different from what works for me and for Alex. So we'd actually love to hear from you what productivity and focus techniques work for you in your life. And you can share that with us on any of the, the comments. Definitely. I'll go into a couple of personal ones here. I, um, I, and now I've got a bunch of people in the office doing this, Josh included. We have our food delivered to us. So we're on sort of food plans, which just made life so much easier. I never have to think about going shopping, what I'm going to cook, what I'm going to eat, how I cater to my diet or whatever. And I've always got extra food lying around the house and it's, it's done really healthy. So as, as, as people that are quite busy, we found this really helps streamline our sort of lives because it takes out such a large chunk of it. And with prices fluctuating, dare I say it might even be cheaper than going, buying food, not going home for a whole week because you've been in the office and then it all goes to waste. Um, having a personal trainer that's someone that's like accountable for your health and is going to kick your ass if you're not there, that's, I think, super useful to, to help you be more productive and that goes in with exercise. And I think also when you're in a sort of management role or, or C-level role, it helps to change the focus of your role every six months or every 12 months, right? You want to do things, but you want to change it up every six months so you don't get bored and static and find more exciting ways to do things, whether that's implementing new technology or refining your processes. What else do we want to do, Josh, to be more productive? I really believe in sports. Sports is a great way to engage a different part of your mind. I train boxing. I love playing football. I love all sports, really. Um, and that switches you off from the work uh, focus, gets you into a completely different focus. If I'm not focused when I'm training boxing, Scott Dixon's going to hit me in the face. I don't want that. It keeps my focus game on. And then I'm able to have a shower and then reprocess thoughts in a different way. Uh, personally, I also like to have a good party every now and then. I, I love going out and mingling and listening to good music. And I, I really believe... Although some may disagree that a good party is actually a focus technique because it gets you in, in a different um, frame of mind and gets you sort of ready for tackling the, the week ahead too. Yeah, I agree. I'd, lo I'd like to start doing some yoga and meditation. Everybody talks about it. I do have some yoga lessons coming up, but uh, I'll let you know how that goes in a future podcast. Awesome. Well, yeah, that's, those are some of the main techniques and tips that work for me and Alex. 
we're now going to dive into some research that the team's prepared for us for this podcast of the global like top tips for improving focus and productivity. The first one that we're going to share is to structure how you work. Attention spans are better in 25-minute or 55-minute slots. However, everyone, look at your calendars right now. I bet you almost every meeting is either half an hour or one hour. Uh, why is that? Why have we conformed ourselves to book 30-minute meetings or 60-minute meetings on the whole? Uh, this is like a social norm, which is catered directly to stacking meetings back-to-back, not giving you any time to do anything in between. After a meeting, if you have a five-minute break, you can um, stand up, you can walk around, you can sort of have a, a bit of hydration, get some water in you. Maybe you may even need to action something from that meeting that you've just uh, learned. And if you don't do it and you stack your next meeting back to back and then you have a whole day of that, by the end of the day, you forgot everything you had to do uh, after each meeting. Well, there's a risk of that. So structure your how you work and focus on using your maximum attention span and not sticking to uh, the pre-conformed 30-minute, 60-minute slots. Another two points that they've shared with us, and these are my favorite ones. One is to process things effectively and ask the right questions. So imagine yourself sitting at your desk and somebody comes up to you with a really urgent task, right? It's urgent in their opinion. So you should definitely be choosing the process over accepting their panic as your own. Ask them when the deadline is and state what work you're currently doing. Describe how your work is important to you right now and together discuss whether you should be prioritizing what they're bringing to the table or what you should be doing. Especially if you are a nurturer type of personality that is always looking to take care of others and is is very conscientious of others and what's happening to them. Don't put your own priorities backwards because you're going to feel that really negatively. Secondly, from my perspective, is setting expectations, right? You need to tell people when you're not available to be distracted and educate people on how and when to connect with you. So that's why you have tools like Calendly. That's why you should block out focus time in your calendar and make sure people respect it. Although I must say that is one of the hardest things to do. And and really just get those around you to understand when you're doing something in quiet, it means you're really doing something important. If you're walking around chatting with the office in the open plan, then go for it. Just a simple thing we did here at Growth Gurus, we bought all of our gurus a astronaut light that hovers up in the air on top of their computer. And if you open its helmet, the light switches on. And if you close its helmet, the, the light switches off. When the light is on, nobody, uh, that person whose astronaut light is switched on is absolutely under no circumstances to be disturbed because they are focusing. When it's off, you can disturb them nicely. So that's a simple signal to say, I am in focus mode or I am open for a chat. In the end, being more productive is going to reduce your stress, help you drive more impact and value to your work, and hopefully help you feel that less guilt. And to help you guys to be productive, we've gone through quite a few of the tools that we use, digital tools, offline tools, techniques, things we've learned, things we've actually invested a ton of money and and energy into being coached on and learning and testing. And as the free resource for this podcast, we will be sharing with you a simple document with the links to the tools that we've mentioned in this podcast so you can find them easily and access them and implement them into your life and your business too. Awesome idea. 
We hope this provides value to you. We appreciate your time. Thank you for listening. Please like, share, and subscribe. And most importantly, just share this with one person you know needs to improve their productivity and stop feeling that management guilt. Thank you so much. We'll